What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 82, where I'll be talking about Michigan's game against Rutgers. I'll also be talking a little bit about baseball because we have spring training starting for the Detroit Tigers. We also have Michigan State and Michigan baseball playing as well. And last thing I will talk about is the Michigan State game tomorrow against Iowa. So let's get into it because there's a lot to talk about. The first thing I really want to talk about is the Michigan versus Rutgers game. In a few weeks ago, I was saying that Michigan was really down, that they didn't have a great chance of making the NCAA tournament, that they would have to go on a run in order to get in. And the team was extremely struggling at the time, but this Michigan team is starting to play quite a bit better offensively and defensively. And there's a few reasons why. Number one, I think Michigan has done a better job defensively communicating with each other. And I think that really demonstrated last night against Rutgers because they held Rutgers to 45 points at home. While Rutgers isn't a great offensive team, typically that's still really good, especially when you go into the rack. I also do think even though he's a great offensive player, he causes some issues on the defensive end. Jet Howard did not play last night, which I thought Michigan overall was better at communicating, especially with Will Cheddar, Joey Baker. Terrence Williams played quite a bit, and I thought he played pretty well on the defensive side of the ball. He got nine rebounds as well. Didn't score a whole ton, but that's not really his calling card. I thought Michigan defensively, especially the last few games, have been much better, and it's credit to the players that are playing. They're playing hard. They're doing a much better job at not allowing people to get open, not allowing people to find the open spaces in that zone when they go to that zone. This is a Michigan team that is playing well at the right time, getting better every single game. Now, they still do have a little bit to go to get to the NCAA tournament. They still have to win probably two out of their next three and maybe a game in the Big Ten tournament passively to get in, especially when you have games away, two of them. You have Indiana and Illinois. That's not going to be extremely difficult. You do have Wisconsin at home. You should get that win. But overall, Michigan is starting to play a little better. If they can sneak into the tournament, this is a team that you're not going to want to see depending on which Michigan team shows up because we've seen the Michigan team show up where they haven't been able to convert at the end and lose a really close game. But we also have seen a Michigan team like last night that besides a really slow start, they were really starting to get going on both ends of the court. And I think it has to do with Three individuals, especially last night. That is Hunter Dickinson, Kobe Bufkin, and Doug McDaniel. I think really the evolution and the growth that Doug McDaniel and Kobe Bufkin has made this year is the reason why Michigan has been playing so much better as of recent, especially Doug McDaniel. Because early on in the season, when they end up losing Llewellyn, they're really questioning of who was going to be the starting point guard. And Doug McDaniel early on, really kind of struggled defensively. He wasn't making his shots when he was open. They were kind of, guards were kind of laying off of him a little bit, begging him to shoot the ball, and he just wasn't hitting it. But this Doug McDaniel, this is a 
image of what he could be in the future. We're seeing him make his shots. We're seeing him be better defensively. We're seeing him start to hit some threes, start to pull up from mid-range when the player is a little bit behind him. This is the Doug McDaniel that if Michigan continues to get this type of play, this is a player that Michigan can help carry on into the NCAA tournament, maybe round two, maybe round three. Now, that's putting a lot on Doug McDaniel, but it's not all on Doug McDaniel because you have a player in Kobe Bufkin that has really started to skyrocket his value in the NBA draft. Now, if he continues to play like this and Michigan doesn't make the tournament, there's a real possibility and a real conversation that has to be talked about. Is Kobe Bufkin going to go into the NBA draft? Now, will that really affect Michigan's future? Absolutely. Even if they make the NCAA tournament, could Kobe Bufkin go into the NBA draft? Absolutely as well. But Kobe Bufkin has been the most consistent player for this Michigan team in probably the last like five games. He's really balling out. He had four, six, 14 points last night. He's doing all the little things right. He's making his shots, and you know exactly when he puts up that three. He's been hitting over 50% from the last like three games. You kind of know it's going in the majority of the time. You're kind of surprised when it really doesn't. But overall, Kobe Bufkin, great defender, and he's been getting the ball a lot more on the offensive end, which is the reason why Michigan has, again, been a little better on the offensive end. The third player is Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson will always kind of get his points. He's basically almost a double-double machine every night. Now, the Hunter Dickinson that shows up in each game kind of sways back and forth a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't really seem like he's super interested to be out there, and then other times he does. You can definitely tell last night he seemed a lot more interested, especially after making the three early in the second half. You could really tell that he was excited, that he was ready, and that Michigan was ready to win this game, and that's exactly what they did. They beat a pretty good Rutgers team at the rack, which is extremely difficult in itself to do. And this is a team, and you got to give credit to Juwan Howard, no matter how this team is performing. It always seems like they start getting going towards the end of the season. And if again, if they can get into the NCAA tournament, which they can very much when a few weeks ago, even a month ago, it didn't seem very likely, they could make some noise. So definitely continue to watch out for Michigan basketball. They got a game against Wisconsin that honestly at this point is kind of, I wouldn't say it's a must win, but it's going to be extremely hard again to go on to the road to be an Illinois team or be an Indiana team, especially at Assembly Hall. But if they can get the win against Wisconsin at home, that definitely takes a little bit of the pressure off. They still, again, need to get those wins, in my opinion. But this is a school that has had incredible success as of recent. If Michigan is close, I do think they end up getting put in because it is the University of Michigan. And we all know that the NCAA only cares about money, really, at this point. They even said a couple of years ago when Michigan State was playing UCLA, they did that because of the matchup. They didn't do it because it was quote-unquote right. But that's a whole another conversation that we can go into yet. But overall, this Michigan team is playing much better. And if they continue to play like this with players like Kobe Bufkin, Doug McDaniels, Hunter Dickinson, and when Jet Howard comes back, they can get four players consistently scoring. 
that could be a very, very good team going into March, especially because Selection Sunday is a little over two weeks away, so it's really getting close, and it's really exciting to see. So that's kind of the coverage of Michigan basketball. Now let's transition over into baseball, which will be the majority of the rest of this topic, and then to end, we'll talk about Michigan State basketball because Michigan State basketball plays tomorrow at noon at Iowa. But we'll talk a little bit about that later on in this podcast. So let's go to baseball, and that's because baseball in the MLB has started. This is Miguel Cabrera's last season as a Tiger. Now, I know a lot of fans and people around the league probably aren't really high on this Tigers team. To be fully honest with you, I'm not. I don't think they'll be very good. I thought they should have been more active during the offseason trying to sign more hitters. They did not, especially because this offense was historically bad last year. Now, will that happen again next this year? Probably not. It will have to repeat exactly what happened last year. And there's quite a few players that really underperformed what they should have done, and that doesn't happen every single year. So I definitely think this offense will be better, and the pitching staff should be all right. You got one of the best pitching coaches, maybe the best pitching coach in the MLB, and Chris Fetter. You got A.J. Hinge for another year. This will probably be a better Tigers team, but again, we're kind of far away from a Tigers team that's going to compete for probably a playoff spot and definitely a pennant. There's definitely a long ways to go before we get to that. One actually other team I really want to talk about, and that is the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Red Wings have been playing incredibly well. They're actually in a playoff position right now. I think they've won six out of the last seven games. If they continue to go at that pace, which, again, it won't happen because you don't win six out of the seven games in hockey because guess what? Hockey is very difficult, especially with their schedule coming up. But these Red Wings, this is the first time in a while you can really kind of say that the Red Wings are competing for a playoff spot. Now, is it going to be that they win their division? No, they're going to be competing for a wild card spot with a bunch of other teams. There's like six teams but then I think two or three or four points within each other, it's not going to be extremely easy. Now, for majority of those teams, the Red Wings have a three-game advantage and maybe equal to more points than they do. But again, these teams are going to get hot. There's going to be times where the Red Wings are going to lose a couple in a row. Can they afford that? No. But at least we're starting to get to a point where we're having teams in Detroit, professional teams in Detroit, competing and fighting for playoff spots. The Lions did that. They fell just short. The Red Wings are doing that. The Pistons are really far away from doing that. Next year, they'll definitely be a lot better, especially with Cade Cunningham coming back and whoever they draft. Hopefully, they get their first overall pick, but that's not guaranteed because of the lottery. But teams are starting to get a little better in Detroit, and it's really exciting to see. Hopefully, the Red Wings can continue to win, can continue to play well, and hopefully they can sneak into the wild card because this city of Detroit, the state of Michigan, really needs a winner right now. They need a playoff team. They need someone to cheer for because it's been a really long time since the state of Michigan has had a playoff team. And while 
If they do make the playoff team, the likelihood that they win, probably not pretty high, but at least you can say you made the playoffs because guess what? It's been a while since a team from Detroit that has made the playoffs. Now let's quickly transition over into college baseball because we got two teams in the state of Michigan that has played four games so far. You got the University of Michigan State, who is three and one right now. They're actually playing a game today. You have Michigan, who is two and two, whose game got postponed earlier today. So both teams are playing pretty well. Michigan State offensively has been very, very good. Their pitching staff has been pretty solid. It's been a little questionable. I think that's who Michigan State has kind of been as of recent, though. Michigan State hasn't had a great pitching staff offensively. They've been really good the last couple of years. But if you can't hold the other team to from scoring seven runs, which is what they averaged last year, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. And Michigan State did not do that last year. They're doing a little better job this year with the three and one start. They do have a win against Michigan. That was their first game of the season, which was really exciting. But overall, MSU baseball off to a good start. Good start offensively. Good start pitching and if they can keep this up hopefully they can actually have a winning season for the first time in a while now let's quickly transition over into michigan baseball like i said michigan baseball is two and two offensively michigan has been pretty solid pitching wise they haven't been great they're kind of both teams are kind of similar at this point really offensively they've been able to put up a bunch of runs pitching wise kind of depends on a game some games they've given up quite a few runs other games they have not that's just baseball and it's really early on in the season so i definitely think both teams are going around into how good they are really soon and i will kind of keep you a little updated on both teams as the season goes on will i go into a ton of depth Throughout the season, I might go into a little bit more as the season goes on because they've only each played four games. And while four games are four games, that's just not a whole ton in baseball when you play over like 40 games in college. So going to keep you updated on that. But last thing I really want to talk about and to end this podcast on is the Michigan State-Iowa game tomorrow. This is a game that Michigan State is not going to be favored in. This is a a place that Michigan State has not had a whole ton of success. And this is a place that Iowa has been very good at. Iowa offensively, in my opinion, at home has always been extremely tough to win. Now, when Iowa's been on the road, they haven't been able to hit many shots, especially from three. But at home, it always seems, especially against MSU, they always shoot extremely well. And this is a game that if Michigan State wants to continue to move up on the seed line, this is Michigan State's probably last quad one opportunity before it gets into the Big Ten tournament, which if you know about how they select in the NCAA tournament, it's all about metrics, it's all about quad ones, it's all about who you beat, who you didn't beat, and another quad one win would be absolutely huge for this Michigan State team as they're probably sitting around seven or eight seed right now. Michigan State really kind of needs to get to the sixth seed 
They can do that depending on how they end the season. If they continue to win, continue to get better, I definitely think there's a possibility that they get to a sixth seed. I was listening to Lockdown Spartans earlier today, and he was talking about metrics as well. He did say if Michigan State ends up winning out every single game, Michigan State is a possibility of getting a fourth seed, which would be absolutely huge. But is that probably likely going to happen? No, I don't think a lot of people expect Michigan State to win every single game, but if they do, then we can, again, talk about how it always seems, or a majority of the time it seems Michigan State gets going at the right time, and they're coming off a big win at home against Indiana, a very emotional win against Indiana, where they had a ton of great performances from Tyson Walker, Joey Hauser, Malik Hall. They had great performances from Jackson Kohler, Matty Sissoko. They also had other players step up as well. And one player I just want to see kind of more involved, or at least when he plays, I'd love to see Pierre Brooks hit, hit a shot. It's been really long since he's hit a shot. It's kind of frustrating to watch. I know that he's probably frustrating right now. It kind of seems like he's out of the rotation for Michigan State, but against an Iowa team that they're playing tomorrow, this is a team that scores a ton of points. Efficiency-wise, on the defensive end, they're actually the worst team in the Big Ten, so Michigan State should have a lot of opportunities to score quite a few points, but versus Iowa, it's kind of more like a track meet of who can get to like 70 or 81st. And if Michigan State can't shoot well tomorrow, can defend pretty well. You also have Robracha from Iowa that's been playing extremely well. He played very well against Michigan State at Michigan State. So it's going to be a good assignment for Matt Sissoko, Jackson Kohler. There's a possibility that Carson Cooper can play tomorrow as well. They also have Chris Murray. You're always going to have to contain Chris Murray. I think this is going to be a kind of another one of those games that Joey Hauser might struggle a little bit just because of how athletic Chris Murray is. Now, Joey Hauser has been much better against athletic fours or threes this year, but he really struggled last game. He just needs to hit his shots when he has the opportunity, and you have Malik Hall, and I think Malik Hall versus Chris Murray is going to be a very good matchup to watch tomorrow as well. This is a huge opportunity for Michigan State, so we will see. But yeah, that's kind of the episode. Lots to talk about good things happening in the state of Michigan. Next episode, I'm super excited about because we have another interview being released. He's a quarterback from an MIAA school, a Division III school. It was an awesome conversation. Sounds like he absolutely loves his school, has a ton of passion for it, loves his teammates, loves his sport. So, yeah, you will really enjoy that. He's a really great guy, has a bright future ahead of him, and I'm super excited to release that so that you can hear his thoughts on what it's like to be a starting quarterback at Division Three. So, yeah, thank you again for tuning in to Episode 82. Make sure if you have social media, there's a page, Michigan Sports, on Instagram. There's also the Twitter page as well. I post stuff and comment on stuff on there as well. I'm trying to grow both pages, so if you can support both, that would be greatly appreciated. But 
yeah, thank you again for tuning in, and I hope you have a great weekend, and hope you enjoy the podcast episode with the quarterback being released on Monday.